Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I've Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. Yes, and welcome to another happy hour. And it is actually on a Thursday. It is. A rainy Thursday. Yes, it's lightning and thundering. So sorry, Christina. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to give our happy hour a sinister note. <laughs> Which is really sad because my cocktail is so light and lovely. Mm-hmm. And as per usual, at the very top, if you are drinking, please drink responsibly. Please note, we are not actually sponsored. Mm-mm. And most of the alcohols and or drinks that we are talking about are because we think it's amazing what these companies are doing and want to highlight what they are doing and are typically ran by women or um, non-binary peoples. And we We just want to acknowledge what they are doing and give them a big props about how great they're doing things. Yes, and I'm not going to lie. This has been one of my favorite segments. I've tried so many new things thus far. (laughs) Yes. What do you think, Annie? Yes. Well, it's funny (laughs) because I feel like this was part of your original plan was to get stuff, (laughs) to make friends and get stuff. Yes. And here you are. And, And speaking of which, yes, today marks as what I'm going to call a success which was my goal from Jump. And if you have been listening since the beginning of when I've been on, you already kind of know I had an agenda. (laughs) And that being said, I have been able to add another woman to what I will call the Cementy Friend Crew. Because I'm like slowly racking them up. And that is the COO, uh, Nayana Ferguson, who we highlighted their tequila not too long ago until tequila. Mm -hmm. And we did a feature with their uh, alcohol. And she was so kind to not only listen to our episode featuring their amazing until tequila, her amazing tequila, but sent us a bottle of their very unique and delightful coconut lime blanco tequila. She was like, look, look, look. (laughs) I'm glad you like this one. Let me send you another one. And I was like, yes, <laughs> please. 
so excited. And so, of course, we had to go onto their site to create their recipes for different cocktails. And Annie, what do you have in your pretty little hands? Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, My hands yeah. don't get complimented enough. Although that's a fantastic. You got some good, uh, very... American nail polish going on. Yes, because Samantha and I just uh, ran a race. (laughs) It was bad. The pictures are hilarious. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) They're so good. It's some of my favorite things I've ever seen. (laughs) So first of all, I love coconut. It's one of my very favorite flavors. And I feel like most people I know don't like it. So it's something I don't get to have a lot because I usually do share... You know, coconut's not something I'm buying a lot of unless I'm sharing with people. (laughs) Um, So I love that. I'm drinking the tequila sour, which you chose, I think, because it had very few ingredients. So thank you. This is simple. I think you have a lemon. That was the intent. You were correct. (laughs) I did have a lemon. So it's, yeah, it's very easy. It's just um, 1.75 ounces of the coconut lime blanco tequila. And then I think 0.75 ounces of lemon juice. I kind of just did, I eyeballed it, everyone. You eyeballed it? Yes. And then um, some simple syrup. And then I topped it off with a little bit of sparkling because I like the kind of sparkles of it. And it's lovely. It's very light and fresh. It makes me want to be at the beach. I've got the beach vibes right now. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, I hear you. And I decided on the Paloma, which is one of my favorite drinks, their recipe. And you should go and check out their uh, site, which is teakspirits.com. But it is two ounces of coconut lime blanco tequila that we have. Half an ounce of fresh lime juice, two ounces of fresh grapefruit juice, one to one and a half tablespoons of agave nectar, a pinch of salt, and then you top it off with some kind of sparkling as well. And I did uh, Soda Stream sparkling with a little bit of grapefruit because they said, like, uh, do a grapefruit sparkling water. So mm-hmm. I did that to mine. And it is so good. It has that tartness. And, yeah, Paloma is probably one of my favorites uh, when it comes to cocktails. Problem for me, though, is, um, yeah, it is very tart. <laughs> so as I'm talking, I'm having a lot of saliva building up <laughs> behind my cheeks. Yeah. But it's so good. And it is so summery. I love it. Uh, it does feel kind of weird because it is rainy and dark outside. And I feel like this should absolutely be a patio time with my friends drink. Right. But it is delicious. And yeah, you should go check out their site, uh, not only to get their alcohol, but also to get their recipes because they have some really fantastic recipes. And one day when we have more ingredients <laughs> and they get real fancy on here, just uh, so you know, real, real yes. fancy. And yeah, we wanted to talk again about Nayana and her work. And just so y'all know, they have so many awards to their all of their alcohols. They're about to release a new brand, I think, with Blood Orange. So Ooh. my goodness, they're killing it in this game. Absolutely. I believe they're also coming to Atlanta this month, uh, Annie, oh. to uh, do a tasting of, of Atlanta or something like that. They're sponsoring something. Yes. And I was like, man, I need to try to figure out if I can go and meet her, uh, meet them as a team, because they're doing, like I said, phenomenal work. And when we were talking about doing Until, they actually had a different name called Teak, which is what the site is, which is T-E-E-Q, tequila. Uh, but they changed it, and uh, I was kind of confused about why that was, and, and, and they actually did an interview where she talked about the fact that her husband has uh, another company 
that has a similar name. And so they were like, maybe we need to change this up. And they decided on the name Antil, which is A-N-T-E-E-L, which comes from a species of Antillian hummingbirds. And the logo is actually a hummingbird. It's, It's a really beautiful, like black sleek with this outline of a hummingbird on their label. So it was gorgeous. So I really thought that was interesting. And I do love this name. I feel like this name definitely fits this tequila. So kudos <laughs> to that. Yes. But also one of the things that I did want to focus on is Nayana is kind of, uh, you know, the, the face to the brand and has come up as a forefront to being a leader in this specific brand. And I wonder how many COOs uh, were women in the industry and how often we see or talk about COOs. And there's not that many. Uh, as in fact, when I found some research, it said uh, from one research, in 2017, only 25.5% of female executives in the Fortune 500 company were uh, COOs or CFOs, as they could be called, which is 61 out of 239 companies. And then it wasn't too different in 2007. It was actually only 23.3 at that point in time. So literally, it only jumped in 10 years to 2.2%. And I was like, what <laughs> is going on? And by comparison, uh, the share of women executives serving as general counsel, they some, are sometimes called chief legal Officers, there are so many titles, y'all. So many titles. Uh, they actually doubled. They went from 12.8% to 23.8%. So there has been some jumping up, but it's not too significant in all of the numbers. And when I was looking it up, they still had this conversation about whether or not that women can go past this quote-unquote new glass ceiling for this title. It wasn't until 2018 that Starbucks had their first African-American woman being their COO. So it wasn't just recently that major companies started bringing up these other women and CEOs. There have been more and more in the tech industry, but not as many as you would expect, especially with how many companies are out there. As in fact, you know, I know we've talked about Sheryl Sandberg, who did Lean In, and there was a lot of conversations about, is this problematic, the way she's referencing her success as if it could be the new norm when it negates all of the other problematic issues within these fields. It looks like she's not getting along well with Mark Zuckerberg as of late. And there's been reports about them possibly having uh, outs. Who knows? So I definitely am interested to see what happens. And I don't think it's helped that our past administration did not really encompass any kind of nurturing environment. And when I say nurturing, I just mean any kind of welcoming or equitable environment for women to continue up. Of course, with a conversation as of late, when we talk about diversity, and I know it's become a like a niche word uh, within a lot of industries, it's hard to see whether this is an effective change or this is just for social standings. But when you see companies like Intel, who has succeeded and continues to thrive within that industry, there's hope. I definitely believe that uh, for sure. And what Nayana is doing on the forefront of being at the helm of this company is really encouraging to see. And, and you and I just recently talked about the Me Too stuff within the brewery industry and why things like this, why seeing people like Nayana being heads of this or being at this executive level is so important. Yeah, and I know it's not the same But when I first got this job, and this job has gone through, I have gone through a lot of changes in my role, but it's also gone through a lot of ownership changes. But when I first got it, 
my boss, my manager, she was also helped create the company, which at the time was like how stuff works, the company. Mm-hmm. She was so influential to me as a young college student who was pretty shy and hadn't had, like I'd had jobs, but not something that was, like they were always had a fixed term, you know, like it's for six months, you're going to work here and that's the end of the job. Whereas this was more open-ended and it was so important to me to have someone like her who was really open and frank about her experience. Mm -hmm. And also with, I felt like I could go talk to her about things. Like I'm uncomfortable with this aspect of my job. And I'm not sure I would have felt that way if I hadn't had a boss who like went out of her way to get to know me and make herself available for me. And I just remember her, she asked me once, like, what do you want in terms of like, where do you want this job to go? Uh, And I was like, I don't want to manage people. (laughs) I don't, I feel like that's (laughs) inevitable. And she was just really open about it. She's like, yep, that's what, like, if the the more money you make, this is what, where it's going to lead. But I don't know. I just really, really appreciated how how um, open she was about it. And she fought for me. Right. And I think that, yeah, when you don't, when the numbers are so small, I remember a couple years ago, I think it was at Fortune 500, there were more men named Dave who were CEOs than there were women. <laughs> so... That is so specific <laughs> and so sad. I know, right? But it's just so important when you have that person that, can really inspire you. And if you don't see that person, becoming that person. But yeah, it's, right. it's really nice to see. Yeah. And I think that's, again, it's a laugh, but I laugh, I think, out of exasperation. Right. Oh, sure. Dave. Because it's true. Like, we talk about constantly who is doing what and who we're looking at. And we've talked about this before when we were talking about loss of jobs during the pandemic and who has risen and who hasn't risen and why we need to have a conversation. And for, I I don't know, because we've not personally spoken with Nayana, she and her husband created their own company and that's where she is. And that is oftentimes what people have to do. Mm -hmm. Like you said, is if they don't see it, create it. Right. Um, which we've talked about with like female first when we talk about women making change and making history. They often are like, you know, screw this. Y'all don't have something for me. I'll do it myself. Or you didn't, you don't have this in process. Let me do this. You don't have this machine. I'll invent it. Like mm-hmm. it becomes a whole thing, which is amazing. But again, it kind of how we've talked repeatedly about the fact if the opportunities are not there, if yeah. the funds are not there, if the schooling is not there, if the ability to actually take time to do these things are not there, do you have the playing field to do so. And again, how many people that we miss out in their incredible uh, talents and gifts because they are forced, whether it's through economic situations, social situations, or just life, tragedy, whatever, um, that we don't ever see that. But I think there is also something to the fact that it is also taking a risk yeah. Because we talked about how often women downplay their own abilities because they think they have to do 120% to be qualified. Yes. You know, we talked yes. about this many times. 
And as in fact, Nayana, uh, she did talk about how she started her own business and what advice she would give in one of her interviews. She says, quote, the advice that I have for new potential business owners would be to formulate the plan for your business, research other businesses like yours or similar, and get a business coach, mentor, or consultant. And I think that's really important, which we don't have access to all the time. And then there will be so much information to find out regarding a new business. But my other piece of advice is don't dwell on trying to get everything you need before you start. That's why most new business owners do not start their businesses. Get important information, get advice, but move forward and start your business. And that's so true. Again, I feel like this could be to all, but specifically to women who oftentimes feel like they're good is not good enough. So therefore they wait until everything's perfect. Mm -hmm. And I'm guilty of this. If I'm not good at it, I'm not doing it at all. Mm -hmm. That's kind of been my motto. And it's an awful Awful motto, right? (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm scared to do something and failing. Mm And I think that's something that, yeah, just just go move forward is such yeah. great advice in itself. Of course, again, you need to have all of those other things that she talked about. Make sure you have a reasonable understanding of what you're getting into. Yeah. Kind of like buying a house, which, by the way, I'm trying to do not anytime soon, but just kind of making plans. Mm-hmm. And I'm nowhere near ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it takes a lot of planning to do so. Yeah. That reminds me of, I can never remember it exactly, but the Amy Poehler quote of like, just go and do it. If you're waiting to be perfect, you're never going to do it. Um, So just get out there and do it. But also, I recently, and Samantha knows this, I got an audition for a role and I was like, I didn't feel really qualified, like 100% qualified. Qualified, but not like 100%. And I, I was like, what would a man do? He would do it. So I auditioned anyway, and I'm glad that I did. I'm not sure that that is how it should be, but I guarantee you that a lot of people probably uh, auditioned for that that weren't. And I was sitting there like, but I'm not totally perfect. (laughs) Right, right. And I think that's such a sad uh, state of affairs because that's what we all feel like. Mm -hmm. And I think for many women, especially in the marginalized community, they, they feel that on top of, the fear of being discovered. Uh, And I do love the new, and we need to have a whole other episode about the fact that maybe when we talk about imposter syndrome, we're putting too much responsibility on our reactions as uh, not enough on others. So when we talk about maybe it is, why isn't the corporation doing more to welcome women? Right. Or to those marginalized, instead of making us feel like we have to prove ourselves to beyond. Mm -hmm. Uh, the expectation. Like that's yeah. a whole other conversation that we need to get into. And I think it is a good good way to look at it. Of course, yes, a lot of that has to do with self-esteem, trauma, yeah. Yeah. so much more. So much, <laughs> so much more. <laughs> but cheers. Cheers. To all of y'all. Cheers uh, to until Cheers to Nayana making uh, changes, creating new brands and creating new drinks for us. Yes. And thank you for sending, Most importantly. sending the product. <laughs> yes, if you want to concoct a sminty official drink, we're still waiting. We're still thinking about it. Yes. Yes. And listeners, if you have any ideas on that, please send them our way. You can email us at stephaniamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at stuff I never told you. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Thank you, Christina. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 
This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 